FM 104 is switched on and I'm joined by Country Manager at Robert Walters Ireland, Suzanne Feeney. Hello. Hello, good evening. How are you? Good. So half of Irish professionals would start a new job search if they had to work more days in the office. Were you surprised by this? No, absolutely not. Um, I think what we're finding is one of the key questions for any candidates we're bringing roles to at the moment or candidates who are actively reaching out to us uh, you know, looking at a job search, uh, one of the key elements they want clarity on from the outset is what a prospective employer's uh, uh, working conditions are or practices and policies are with regard to, to hybrid and flexi working. Um, so it is, it's becoming a real um, topic of discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's certainly something that, it, you know, with with talk of potentially more time in the office with certain companies and employers or um, discussions around that, but that um, employees are really considering if it's something that they want to commit to or what, you know, what really matters most to them. What were some of the reasons as to why they didn't necessarily want more days in the office? Well, I think there's there's reasons why flexibility, you know, is as favourable um, as, as it, you know, certainly our survey is showing that, that professionals think, think it is. Um, you know, effectively, um, it's a work-life balance um, issue. I think flexible working allows people to achieve more balance between professional and personal worlds. And, you know, one of the key um, reasons why people um, indicated they they don't want as much time, you know, returning to the office was actually costs associated, you know, with, with commutes and returning, followed by disruptions to the work-life balance, as I mentioned, um, and actually time you know, longer commutes, actually that time away from home, maybe for people who have, um, you know, caring responsibilities and even those that perhaps, you know, have activities or commitments, be it sports and so on, you know, outside of work. Um, and also as well, actually, interestingly, um, over 10 or 10% actually um, said that it was due to too many distractions in the office because um, what we find, we're finding is that many people actually become very accustomed to working in the silence of, of working at home and actually find um, too many distractions in the office and that it potentially impacts their productivity. Because you can definitely get caught up with a colleague when you're chatting about something and get totally thrown off as to what you're doing, even if you're in the middle of it. It can it can be distracting for sure. Exactly. And, you know, that that's what, you know, some, some people are finding, um, you know, difficult at the moment. You know, um, if people are in roles that really require a lot of concentration, you know, perhaps reading or, you know, data and so on. Um, but even down to, um, you know, roles potentially where people are on, on, on the phone or speaking to people, that that element of actually being surrounded by noise all of a sudden um, and the distraction of that or having to um, get used to concentrating at a different level because of that noise in the background. So, um you know, you can very much see it from both sides, you know, of the argument in terms of the the rationale for, um, you know, bringing people together more often in the office. But I think the resounding um, point we're, we're hearing from the employee perspective is that, you know, it may prompt them to look for a new role depending on what commitment is being sought in the future. Yeah, because hybrid working was top three most desired. And I can understand why, because you can kind of work your work around your life as well. 
Exactly. And I think the last number of years, particularly, you know, once restrictions started lifting and people started, you know, returning more to normal and out and about and going places, um, you know, there's an element of flexibility mm. and balance and availability that came with it that I think a lot of professionals just haven't had before. And they're, you know, the, the sense now is they're not really willing to give that up completely or compromise um, on it too much. So I think for employers that, you know, really do want to get professionals back to the office, you know, maybe an extra day or more days, they really do have to consider what they're going to offer around that. You know, the flexibility piece is still essential. You know, just because you're asking for more hours in the office, um, it's really important that that doesn't mean you're getting rid of flexibility. Um, because, you know, people have, you know, commitments outside of work or even down to the commuting piece, you know, allowing mm-hmm. employees travel at an offbeat time um, to help tackle long commutes that eat into personal time. I think really what we're seeing and hearing and finding and, and I suppose is being reinforced with the, the results of, of all the research and surveys we're doing um, is that personal time, you know, has become as or equally or even more important yeah. to, to some individuals or many individuals. And it, it just has to be a key consideration for employers. So is it likely then companies will have to look at incentives or compromises in relation to this instead of just kind of removing it straight away and going, no, come on back in? There, There is an element of that that really, really needs thought and consideration. You know, I, I think the flexibility piece is essential that, you know, that still there has to be um, some form of that. It, it's, it's just really important to balance that, you know, work-life balance for people. Um, but other things that, you know, employees, you know, will respond and, and, and do and we've seen respond well to are, you know, offering like subsidised travel, like, take you know, understanding the additional costs um, perhaps associated with, with um, you know, public transport. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, cost of living is still high and, you know, people don't want to lose their, their flexible working perks. So part of that is, is looking at what impacts your employees um, and, and the other point we would say is, you know, be sympathetic and understanding. Um, you know, there are drawbacks for people returning to the office more. So offering softer benefits which show understanding and appreciation for, for people's efforts is important. What seems to draw people back into the office? So, as I mentioned, like some of the, you know, financial incentives, yeah. keeping some element of, of flexibility. But from uh, an employee perspective, you know, it's it's important to bear in mind that, you know, they for for many people they found that coming into the office like helped them actually form a weekly routine. Mm-hmm. Um and that there were advantages to brainstorming with colleagues, you know, having in person meetings and more face time with senior figures and that in turn, you know, can have a positive impact, you know, in relation to upskilling and, you know, sharing skills and, you know, better relationships, mm-hmm. you know, with, with colleagues, which again, can combat, you know, the rise of loneliness at work, which, you know, research is highlighting is correlated to, you know, the ongoing work from home trend. So there are definitely, um, there are definitely, you know, positives associated, you know, and and things that people can gain from returning um, to the office. Um, But it really is, I think, for employers to really identify, you know, what are the needs of their kind of individual teams and employees what you know what's going to work for them because um 
you know, it can't be ignored. You know, the senior leaders definitely want people back in the office more, um, mm-hmm. it, you know, but ultimately, um, you know, employees want to maintain, you know, some of the flexibility and the work-life balance that has been achieved in recent years. So are we likely to see a full return to office anytime soon? Oh, that's, that's a really tricky one to answer <laughs> because it's such, um, it's just such a, a huge topic of conversation yeah. um, at the moment, you know, and, and actually it's really interesting because a lot of employers, you know, are looking to us to know what's happening, you know, specifically within their industry or their sector of the market because they want to really drive this. Um, but, you know, I think in short, no, not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think what we found um, is that despite a quarter of employers wanting staff to commit more hours to the office, 70% actually don't plan on issuing a full return in the next 12 months. But again, if we're speaking 12 months time, I might be saying something different depending on, you know, what, what plays out this year. Yeah, it's obviously going to take a couple of discussions, I'd imagine. Yeah, I think discussions and practices and, mm. you know, you know, some of it as well will be perhaps kind of influenced and, and um, you know, driven by what companies in particular sectors are doing. Because, you know, ultimately, you know, you could argue that those that, you know, are, are kind of pushing for the five days or, or four are potentially at a competitive disadvantage in terms of attraction and retention. So, you know, there, there's a lot to play out in relation to this. Suzanne Feeney of Robert Walters Ireland, thank you so much for chatting to us. Thank you so much.